Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I am Gina, the host of this podcast, where we talk about that, past lives, the divine, and our connection to all of that. In today's episode, I have another client session for you to listen in on. I've said it many times before. I consider myself lucky that I truly enjoy my job. And I do consider myself uh, lucky that I just get to sit in on these sessions. Um, Have, you know, essentially go on these journeys with my clients. And for me, past life regression, as you all know, has been one of my most impactful tools in terms of just feeling better in my life on earth. So I always learn and I always get some healing and some insight in hearing other people's past life stories. So to be able to not only um, like my job, but to be able to get more healing insights, wisdom is just, it's such a gift. And I want to share that with you all. Okay, so this is my second episode like this. It's not a client interview, but it's a client session designed for you to just listen in on, be entertained, maybe get some healing or insights for your own life. A few things I want to note about this recording. I did take out a lot of pauses um, or or some personal things that the client didn't want to share. Um, And what I want you to know is that I left in some pauses, but I took a lot out. And again, I really want to hit this home that as we're moving through past life scenes, especially the first few past life scenes that we experience ever, the information just, we not only have to understand how we get that information so we can identify it and then understand what that information is. And all of that is just like kind of riding a bike where it's like, well, you might be a little rusty if you haven't done it in a while. And if you haven't done it at all in this lifetime, it could be a little wobbly at first, but that's why I'm here, right? Is to is to walk people through that. So I just want to hit that home in case you listen to this and you're like, oh, I feel like when I do my session, it takes so long for me to get answers. Know that I took out pauses, um, but I did leave some in there if they were, uh, I don't know, kind of part of the story. All right, so that is one of them. It was edited, take out some pauses, some personal stuff. And then a couple other things. We did the session on Zoom, which is how I'm doing all of my sessions right now. and. Zoom is great. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Uh, It's also technology. So for whatever reason, there are some glitches in there. Most of them you can kind of piece it together pretty easy, I think. The first one has to do with the first scene that she begins to experience in this session. And in that scene, there was a crowd of people and those people were just kind of like scurrying around and working. I believe that got got kind of glitched out of the recording. So if you feel like, wait, did I miss something? It's not an important detail, but just in case you're like, hey, did I miss something? Because that's how I would feel if I was listening to it. Not an important detail, but if you're listening to it and think you missed something, you did, and it's okay. A few other things I want to call out about this past life regression and any other past life regression that you listen to, because I'm going to have more of these available for you, is... The portion after the past life scenes, where we're talking about the residue from that past life, and this client uh, went through kind of uh, her own breath exercise to release it. And I just want you to know that as you're listening to that exercise, if you ever feel something in your body like this, like, you know, oh, I just feel so blocked. Oh, what does that feel like? Like, get curious about it. This will make more sense at the end of the past life scenes when we're doing that exercise, but I wanted to call it out for you to make a mental note to listen to that. And you can use your intuition, your imagination, and do that stuff on your own. And you don't even have to be in hypnosis. You could be on a walk with your eyes open. You could be standing in line at Target. You could be you know, laying down on your floor doing it with your eyes closed. It's really up to you. It's It's simply an imagination or a visualization exercise. So I wanted to call that out so you could make a note of it. In the recording, you might hear a noise that doesn't really make sense or you would maybe put it together. 
but it's me scratching down notes. So you can hear that sometimes just a little bit there. Another thing I want to call out, because I, th- I think as a client or a first-time client in the chair, when I or any facilitator asks us a question about that life that we're experiencing and we don't have the answer, it can kind of feel as if I'm doing this wrong or I'm not getting it. So shit, I'm coming out of hypnosis or whatever. And I just want you to know that to call out, there was a question about her childhood in that past life and she didn't know the answer to that. And that's totally okay. And that just basically means either it's not important or it doesn't have anything to do with where we're going or maybe some assumption I'm making, which is why I'm asking the question. Many things about this session that I really, really loved and that's that's another one that I wanted to call out to you all is that sometimes we don't have all the answers and that's okay because that either means we'll get it later, we don't need it right now, or it's not for us to know or all the above or some of us. As a facilitator of these sessions, when I talk to anyone else who's had hypnosis training, whether they're like doing hypnosis as their job or not, something that I hear a lot from hypnotists or hypnotherapists, whatever they call themselves, whatever they can legally call themselves. Something that I hear a lot is like, oh, I just, it it makes me nervous when a client is like floating in the black or is just like, oh, all I see is purple or all I see are lights around me. And I think that that's okay. And sometimes we go through those experiences under hypnosis and, you know, maybe right after the session, Maybe a few weeks later when we're standing in the shower, we kind of have this like idea light bulb that's like, oh, that's why I saw that. Okay, that makes sense. And sometimes it's just kind of, we're stuck maybe, we're on our way somewhere, maybe our mind is getting in the way. Regardless, for whatever reason, maybe it's a gift of mine. I'm thankful for it, whatever it is. But this stuff doesn't really freak me out. Maybe it's because I've been a client in the chair so much and I've had like experiences where I'm floating in the black or experiences where I don't understand where I am or experiences where things are moving slower than I would like them to. So I think having that perspective really helps me in this sense. But one of the things, another thing I want to call out to you is just to note is that this client in this session, there's one scene where she was talking about a roundness that she felt and it was that's it it was just kind of this roundness those are the words she was saying i'm sure if we got her on this podcast she would be able to say oh well i actually was experiencing this and this and this but again i only know what comes out the client's mouth which is totally fine because i don't need to know everything the client is getting it that's the whole point of it but just to go in that and to know Um, I guess if you're a hypnotist listening to this or you want to be a hypnotist or hypnotherapist, whatever you call yourself, know that, like, just pay attention to how I did that. And then, you know, we just kind of moved on from it because I was like, I don't know what this is. And we moved on from it. But sometimes if we get kind of stuck there, I'll try different things to move them through it. That's a conversation for people facilitating these sessions. I'm not going to bore you with it. As a client, as a listener, if you are to ever be a client or be a client again, I want to call it out because I want you, I want to normalize it. Like, this is normal. We don't always see things that make sense. And it doesn't really help to get all twisted about it, really. I mean, I always put in hypnotic suggestions of like, oh, you'll understand this someday. Or if it's important, it'll show up. It'll all make sense. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. I don't know, but I just like to move on and get through it. And there's many, many different methods to do that, depending on where you are, where you're going, or who your client is. But I'm calling that out. So if you're ever in a situation like that and you're the client, you don't have to feel like you're failing or coming out of hypnosis or, oh shit, I'm losing at this game. And then the last thing I'm going to call out, because I thought it was so... uh, applicable, especially after, you know, living in a pandemic for over a year. But her guides have some, have some insights about her Netflix usage. (laughs) 
we cover a lot in this session and Netflix even makes it onto the list of things we covered. So if you're someone who is like, am I watching too much TV? I think we could all get some insights from what her guides shared with her. So stay tuned with that. That comes at the end of the session when we're in that space of spiritual guidance. Okay. If you are new to this podcast, go see episode three, Anatomy of a Past Life Regression. That'll really give the breakdown in these client sessions that I'll be sharing. I'm taking out the induction because it's long. Um, It's just me talking. And if you're interested in that part, excuse me, you can go to pastlivesandthedivine.com. Click on the header up front, like the top bar that says get your free at home past life journey. And then I also have, that's free. And then in the shop, I have all kinds of hypnotic tracks. If you get to the end of this and you're like, I want that, I want a session, I want this, go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on work with me, and from there you can see the sessions I offer, how to schedule. Currently I'm doing everything online and that won't always be the case. I do have some ideas for doing in-person stuff in the future, so if that is something you're interested in, definitely get on the email list and that is if you go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, enter your email information, and then you'll stay up to date on that. I am booked out through the summer for sure and into the fall. So hop on that list, hop on it. All right, are we ready? Gather around the fire for a client past life regression. What are you aware of in this scene? I think I see, or I feel a desert, but I don't feel like I'm in it. Okay, that's okay. Sometimes we see it almost like a picture and that'll become clear as we move forward. So what else are you aware of with this desert? a feeling or a landscape? I feel like I I see people. And so let's focus on those people for a little bit. And as you focus on those people, do you get the sense, is it a fear or excitement or any other emotion that's kind of underlying that scurrying behavior? work. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. And when you see them scurrying with their work, do you get the sense you're familiar with that life, that work, or are you someone who's watching people who do that work? Or are you someone who does that work? Does it feel familiar? in the sense of you doing it? Or are you just around it? It feels familiar to be around it. Okay, good. I don't know if I'm doing it. So let's bring this focus back to you, the vessel that is you in this scene. And maybe you can get a sense If you were to run your hand over your clothing, whether it's rough or smooth, light or heavy, what are your, are you wearing anything on your head? Or if you were to look down at your feet or feel what you might be wearing on your feet, what are you aware of when it comes to the clothing you're wearing? I feel like I'm covering my face like turban or cloth. Okay. And I think sandals. Good. And it's not like pants, but it's not a skirt, but it, it has like an opening. Okay. Okay. Do you get a sense for your gender? I think I'm a man. 
Okay, good. It's like I'm wearing like beige, mm. like our clothes match our environment. Oh. And now kind of focusing on your internal landscape. As you're here, do you get the sense that in some way you're in charge of these people or the work they're doing? Or do you get the feeling you just maybe are passing by them every day on your way to work or on your way to do something? How do you feel about being in this desert or watching these people? I don't feel any specific feeling. It just feels like it's it's an everyday thing, but I don't think that I'm in charge of them. So let's move this scene forward. So I want you to imagine that you're pressing fast forward on a remote control and you can move this scene forward to something that changes, something of significance. Imagine yourself hitting fast forward on a remote control, and then you'll hit play again on that remote control when that scene changes a bit. And take your time, but whenever you're ready, let me know what happens next. And what else are you aware of here? Right now, I feel like I just feel bigger than myself, but I'm not at a scene. Oh, okay. That's good. We can work with it. <laughs> good. So just allowing this to be what it is, and it might not make sense now, but we're just going to kind of feel around this change. And maybe you get a sense if you're surrounded by color or if you're in that same scene, if it's changed at all, or maybe the only change is just the difference that you feel, feeling bigger than yourself. But is there anything else that you're aware of there? Whether it makes sense or not, it might make sense later. Round. Okay. So just being here, knowing that the significance of this part of this scene, if it's something you need to know, that will come in effortlessly and automatically in the future, whether it's this session or when you're on a walk or doing some mundane task in the next few days or weeks. We'll just take this memory with us and know that Someday it'll make sense. And so now we're going to move to another scene in this past life. And on the count of three, you'll be there. One, two, and three. Moving to another scene in this past life. Knowing that this scene might take place before or after the previous scene in regards to the timeline of that life. As you settle into this scene, do you get this sense of whether you're inside or outside? Ah, good. I think I'm inside. Okay. My shoes are still on. Okay, good. Yeah, what else are you aware of? I don't know if anyone else is there. Okay. feel very sure of myself. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why the word gladiator is coming up. Oh, okay. What else are you aware of here? I am. I am alone. Do you get a sense, is this hut your home? Yeah. Okay. And do you live alone or are you just alone right now? I live alone. And how do you feel, whether it's about the hut or how do you feel when you're at home? Do you feel really comfortable? Are you stressed out about something? Are you excited about something? How do you feel sitting here in this hut, whether it's something that's on your mind or how you feel about your home? I feel alone, but I think I, that I, 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 I'm under the impression that to be confident and sure of yourself means you end up alone. Oh. Okay, okay. So I'm okay with being alone. Okay. I get the sense that I just ponder a lot. I think a lot. Okay. And do you think about anything in particular? I think I want my life to be meaningful. Mm. When you think of that, having your life being meaningful, do you get the sense that you're succeeding in that or that there's some lack there? I think that there's lack. Mm. I think I'm afraid to let people in. And I feel like I'm very serious or sullen all the time. Okay. And I'm afraid to even smile when I'm alone. Huh. Okay. What else are you aware of here? That the hut is kind of dark. Mm. I feel like I'm not doing anything. So as you're here, kind of in this quiet time, do you get the sense that you spend a lot of time here? Or are you gone from home a lot? It feels like my home is where I spend a lot of time. Okay. And I only leave out of necessity. Oh, okay. As you access this scene, this memory, and you can kind of be in this space where you're quiet at home thinking, do you get the sense of family? Whether there's something that comes to mind about the family you grew up with? Was it pleasant, difficult? Did that influence your decision to be alone? How do you feel? Do you want a family? What comes in about family as you sit here? What are you aware of? I don't know. Okay. Then it's not important. So we're going to move now to another scene in this past life. And on the count of three, we'll be there. One, two, and three. Moving to another scene in this past life. And just becoming aware of the details coming in. And maybe you get a sense of your age, your location, whether it's day or night, whether you're inside or outside, and just whenever you're aware, 
let me know anything you're aware of with this scene. I'm sitting on a rock. Okay. Near some source of water. But I, I don't know what what type of water it is. Okay. But I, I get the sense that when I'm doing something I I'm in not in the moment ever. Oh, okay, okay. Feel like the reason that my environment doesn't matter that much is because no matter what I'm in my head. Oh, okay. It feels very, I feel very stuck. Mm. Do you get the sense, did you come here to think? Or are you working or doing something? Or are you just passing by and taking a break? I think I came to get water. My thoughts follow me wherever I go. Okay. Is that something you feel entertained by, fulfilled by? Or, or does it make you kind of melancholy, isolated? What do you... Think about your thoughts, I guess. I feel like they're my enemy. Mm. Say more about that. What makes you think that? They like, they consume. Mm. They consume my life. Okay. It feels like it's it's my it's their life and not mine. Mm, okay. But I am proud of myself that I'm handling it alone. And when you say handling it, what makes you proud specifically? Is it an action or a mentality, something else? I have a very okay macho man person idea okay just toughen it out okay I feel like I came to get water but I ended up just sitting in the idea of these thoughts seem like they kind of consume your life Is that ever a good thing or is it a constant battle for you? Or can you tell the origin or how this happened, whether it's something you've always dealt with or something happened to make you really think? Tell me more about that, how they influence your life, maybe where it started. All I can really see from this this moment in my life is the the stressful part. The only picture I'm getting is is a picture of, of me stuck in my thoughts. Oh, okay. We'll move to another scene in this past life, taking the memories with us. And on the count of three, we'll be at another scene. One, two, and three. Moving to another scene in this past life, just observing the details that come in, that come up. What are you aware of here? Now I feel like I'm young. And I'm playing in something tall. Okay. Like weight or something. Okay. 
And I'm playing alone here too, but I'm having fun. I, I don't feel alone. I think I'm like maybe five. And I don't have much hair. My skin is a lot lighter. Okay. I still don't sense or think of family. Okay. So we're going to try to hit fast forward again on this remote control. And we're going to fast forward or rewind whatever feels good to the most recent or the next meal time. The next regular old meal time for you at this age. And so imagine yourself forwarding the scene and moving to a meal time, whether it's inside or outside, whether you're alone or with people. Let me know what you're aware of whenever there's any details that make themselves clear. What are you aware of here? Not in a scene. Okay. So then it's not important. So we're going to move now to another scene in this past life. We're going to go to the final scene of this past life. And the count of three will be there in the final moments of this life. One, two, and three. Moving now to the final scene in this past life, knowing that you're totally safe. And if at any time you want, you can kind of pull out, watch it like a movie. So finding yourself in this scene, you may or may not be aware that it is the final moments of that past life just getting a sense of whether you're inside or outside, maybe a sense of the positioning of your body. What are you aware of here? I, I, don't, I don't see me, but I see the house. Okay, let's go here. What else do you notice about that house or what's around that house? It's windy. Good. Is this house familiar? Is it the hut you lived in or is it something else? It's the same hut, and it's just that night. Oh, OK. Do you get the sense you're looking at it, or are you inside? I think I'm, I'm inside, but I'm observing it. Oh, OK, OK. So when you observe that hut and observe the way you feel, even if you can't see yourself or be in that vision, do you get a sense of a mood within that hut coming from you, whether it's you're sleeping or you're doing something else, or if you feel sick, or if you feel okay. Feels, feels like, let me say thank you. Do you get the sense that you're already outside of the body? Like you've already passed away? Yeah, because I don't 
I don't feel like I'm in a body. Okay, okay, good. So just to make sure, I'm going to say some things and the scene might change for you. It might not. But just in case, so we're going to forward this to when your soul officially leaves that body. And so if that has already happened, the scene won't change. But moving on the count of three to the time when the soul has just left that body. One, two, and three. And just allowing anything to shift or change, or do you feel like this scene is staying the same? Or maybe you get a sense of what the thank you was about or for. For letting me feel safe in my own world. Oh, wow. From the vantage point of the soul, looking back on that life with that gratitude, as you look back on that life, do you get the sense of whether it was a good life or it was a hard life? Or would you say there's any big regrets or anything you're super proud about? As you reflect on that life, what stands out, whether it was relative to a scene we saw or not? I, I had the wealth, the, the health. Mm live life that would have made me truly happy but instead I feel like I hid away from everyone oh, okay and and when I was feeling myself when I was a man I, I truly felt like I was stuck in that moment and I went back to when I was a child and that solidified that I I had it within me the entire time to, to feel. Uh, yeah. It was just one shift in perspective could have changed how I felt in life. Wow. As our soul moves from life to life and life in between lives, we can often bring healing with us. And we can also consciously or unconsciously bring with some residues, thought patterns that don't serve us anymore in our current life, blocks, energetics, anything that might be holding us back. Do you get the sense, are you carrying any residues, blocks, thought patterns that might be holding you back in your current life? Are you carrying anything from this past life? Yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that. I never understood it before. And it made it so much more painful. Okay. But I would just get so stiff with my emotions. And, and there would be weeks where I just, I would refuse to do anything that would make me happy. And I would feel, I get serious, take life so serious. Mm. When you think of that feeling, that stiffness, kind of stiff with your emotions and not doing anything to bring you joy, 
kind of like a stuckness maybe. How do you feel that? Does it show up as a feeling in your body? Sometimes it can feel like a heat or a tightness in the throat or heaviness in the chest, hollowness in the belly. Do you have a physical sensation in your body that resonates with this sense of stuckness? I definitely think I feel it in my throat. Okay. Okay. So know that you're totally safe and you're not going to be given anything you can't handle. But if you're ever uncomfortable and don't want to work with this energy in this way, we can always kind of pull out and do it from a different space. So as you kind of focus on that feeling in your throat, does it feel like something's covering it from the outside? Is it like a block on the inside? It's like a block on the inside. Okay. And so when you feel that block on the inside, whether it's in your imagination, whether you're sensing it with your intuition, whether you get a visual or it's a really strong physical feeling, What does that feel like in your throat? Does it feel like hot or cold, big or small, smooth or pointy, round, square? How does that feel in your neck if you were gonna really describe it or even draw it? Feels hot and round. Okay, good. And big. Okay. Hot, round, and big. And so we're going to clear this. I'm going to lead you and you're going to clear it. And know that only you has the answers to these questions. So when you think of how you want to remove that feeling in your neck, that residue that you're carrying, It feels hot and round and big. You could take it off like you're taking off a scarf. You could breathe it out. You could have someone pull it out with a magnet or a vacuum. You could melt it and have it melt out. Using your intuition and your imagination, how, what feels the most natural to get that residue out of your throat. Breathing it out. Did you say anything? Breathing it out. Oh, breathing it out, okay. So what I want you to do is just take some moments of silence. It's okay if it's minutes of silence, it's okay, take your time. And it might feel like a long time to you, but I can assure you it won't be. But what I want you to do is think of taking those deep breaths, taking any kind of breath, making, you know, deep breaths, shallow breaths, breathing out really hard, breathing in really deep. You play with your breath and imagine that block dissolving and leaving on the exhale. And I want you to just breathe and get all of that out and just say, okay, when you feel like it's complete, but just take your time and I'm gonna be silent over here and I might check in, but you just relax and breathe, releasing that residue, releasing that heaviness, stuckness in your neck, throat, and just say, okay, when it's complete, but take your time, no rush. So now I want you to imagine all that residue that you just breathed out kind of falls to the floor and melts and gets pulled into that root system that root system that's coming off your feet or the base of your spine. And those roots pull that stuckness, that round, hot heaviness, pulling it down into that root system all the way down to the core of the earth. 
and it's at the core of the earth where this energy is transmuted into a benevolent, loving frequency. And that serves the earth and every one of her children. And so you can feel good that you've released this for yourself, released it for Mother Earth, and released it for all your fellow beings on this planet. And so now we're going to move from this past life into a space of spiritual guidance. And so you're going to imagine yourself moving away from that past life. Sending love and gratitude to everyone and everything in that life for helping you along your way. And moving now into that space of spiritual guidance, settling in and remember all ask questions and you just observe the answers that come in. We can analyze and logically think about it later, but for now, we're still waiting for those answers to bubble up. And so my first question is, why was she shown this past life at this time? Because this is what I've been struggling with. Ah. Lately. Okay. It's really taken a toll on me, especially because I had no idea why. Mm. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And so if you think to yourself, since you had no idea why you had been feeling this way, if you have a follow-up question for your guides, like, any other questions you might have had around why you felt that way? You can just allow that answer to come in. If you need to know anything else about that knowing or what to do with that knowing now that you know why. And it could be more action to take in the future or it might just be reliving, honoring, understanding and experiencing a past life is sometimes enough to let that stuff up and out like an air bubble in the sand. Once it's up and out, it's out, it's done. And sometimes there's a little extra work we need to do or something we need to do to keep mindful of it. Are you aware of any other insights or wisdom about that thing that you've been struggling with, kind of that stuckness, that stiffness, however you would describe it. What else do you need to know about that as you move forward? In moments like that, it's important to play. Even, Even if it feels like it may be uncomfortable. Mm. What would be effective play for Hafsa in this situation? If she notices herself moving in that direction of stiffness, stuckness, or if all of a sudden she just wakes up and she's feeling it in the future, what can she do? What, what's the best, most... Um, bang for your effort play that Hafsa can do? What works for her, whether it's something she's done before, is doing currently, or has never done? Definitely just dance. Mm. Wherever you are, however you look. Just your body. Yeah. And it's okay to make weird noises. Yeah. Like you used to. 
Good. And if Hafsa did these things regularly, would that ease a lot of that stiffness and stuckness or prevent it? Yeah. And how often should she do it? Is it something she should do a couple times a week, once a day, once a month? A couple times a day. And for how long? Like a few minutes, a full hour? How long? Even just a second of Ah. Goofy dancing. Ah, oh, cool. I love that. It shakes the stagnant energy away. Mm, wow. So know that every day that goes by, it'll get easier and easier for you to naturally be goofy, play, dance, make funny noises. And you'll notice yourself doing this more and more effortlessly and automatically. And not only will you feel better because you're doing it regularly, but it'll be another reason to be proud of yourself, love yourself and understand yourself. So my next question, why did she pick this life? To learn to have fun. Ooh, how fun. What else can she know or understand about this idea of learning to have fun? Don't feel guilty just because those around you are feeling disconnected from their childlike essence. Mm. This is who you are. Don't dim it. By embracing it, you're going to help us. Yes. Yes. I think that's why I, I have the family I have. Ah. They worry a lot. So is this kind of like a way to lead? To lead her family, her friends, the people who come into contact with her each day? And healing. Lead them to healing. Mm. If ever in the future... She's accessing that childlike essence, that fun, that freedom. And what can she know or understand if she kind of gets a flare-up of guilt or resistance for whatever reason that she shouldn't do it or she doesn't have time to do it or other people can't do it? What can she know if that were to come up in the future? Or is it enough that she just had this experience and now it'll be easier to move forward with that understanding? allow that to come in now the guilt is from feeling like you're selfishly dancing or you're selfishly having fun with you're doing this not just for you you're doing this for everybody oh yeah wow so breathe and remember that and the guilt will fade mm. So knowing that in the future, if you ever feel this pang of guilt, you'll automatically just take a deep breath. And as you exhale, you'll remember that you're doing this for you and you're doing it for everyone else. You're leading by example. And that'll happen effortlessly and automatically. And if you feel that guilt, you can even begin to take those deep breaths before it automatically sets in. And that breath will be your way out and the movement will accelerate it. How can she become more in tune with and know her intuition more? So maybe she experiences her intuition and, and her spirit guides can kind of show her things in the past that'll resonate with her as proof that she does have that connection. She is in tune. Sometimes we need that proof. Or maybe it's a familiar feeling in the body. Maybe her intuition is a feeling in her body. What can she know about being in tune with her intuition? 
Hafsah and her intuition are not two separate entities. Oh, yeah. I think she's expecting a different voice, a different person, a different feeling, but it's her. Ah. And now she'll know. Yeah, wow. And as she moves forward down this path of getting to know herself, her soul self, what can she know about keeping that connection to her intuition? So she's not only getting it, but she's understanding what she's getting. She's understanding that she's using her intuition. What can she do, whether it's a physical practice or a point of view or a behavior? What can she do to continue to open that connection, strengthen that connection? Spend more time with herself without distraction. Okay. Dedicate, dedicate some time to just contemplate mm. and what could that look like so in times of wanting more alone time contemplation how often does she need that and is there anything that she does currently that she could expand on something new to try or maybe it's to stop doing something else so she can do more contemplation more time with herself Spend more time outside without, without music in your ear, without a phone in your hand, and just go on a walk with the universe. As a numbing tool, she binges Netflix or TV. Mm -hmm. Replace that time with walking outside, just sitting in the grass. How often should she do that? Yeah, even if it's for a couple minutes. Ah, yes. Sometime every day. Because in terms of sometimes as humans, it's kind of nice to get lost in a show or a story. Is it bad if Hafsa still watches Netflix? Or is there some better way that she should go about it? When she feels bad because of it, but continues to do it. Oh. Yeah. When she should. Okay. So kind of let her emotions inform her on what she should do next. Okay, so is there anything else? One of her goals was to just understand and heal as many triggers, trauma, wounds from her past that she can. And so my question is, what else can we know about some of the triggers, whether it's the trigger or her reaction from the trigger? But what else can she know about healing, understanding, dissolving these triggers? Trust yourself. You, you know. You know exactly what you need. Mm. You yeah. know exactly how to heal. Mm. And it's okay to feel triggers. Mm. If she feels triggered... What should she do about that? Whether it's a specific trigger or just triggers in general? Pause. And write about it. Mm. Writing is a healing tool for you. Mm, I love that. And don't get angry at yourself. Feeling triggered. Oh, that's a big one. And give love even to those triggers. Mm. 
if she's feeling kind of stuck, triggered stuck, like she just, sometimes we just get stuck in emotion. Is that play for Hafsa healing, like writing is healing? Or are those two separate things? Dancing and healing and, and writing are all synonymous. Mm. It's fun for you. Good. So before we leave the space of spiritual guidance, one more question. Is there anything else to know, to understand, to realize, to reinforce self-love, her intuition, her power? There, there is no destiny to reach because every moment is your destiny. You are living your destiny. Wow. Not something far away. Wow. 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 Good. So before we begin our journey back to the present moment, just sending love and gratitude to your spirit guides, any other enlightened beings who are with us today. There it is. That is our episode for today. I can't thank you enough for being here, listening, sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for being open to the power of these fun conversations. As always, take anything from this episode that has helped you and just leave the rest. Thank you.